Psalm 71, verse number one. Psalm 71 and verse number one. The psalmist says, and you notice there's no inscription after Psalm 71. The psalmist says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never, let me never be put to confusion. Look at the bottom of verse number three. He says, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Look at verse number five. He says, for thou art my hope, O Lord God. Look at verse number nine. He says, cast me not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. Verse 12 O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste for my help. Verse 14, but I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. Verse 16, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. Verse 17 and 18, O God, Thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for these verses here in the book of Psalm 71. Thank you, Lord, for what they have meant to me over the last month. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you would speak to hearts this evening. God, I stand behind this pulpit tonight with a burden on my heart. And I pray, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would encourage and strengthen and help if they be one in this service that is dealing with things in their life, God, give them peace and give them victory and help them, I pray. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do, for it's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Thank you for standing. What a blessing. I'm not going to neglect, neglect the, the context of Psalm 71, so I'll give you an outline of how the Lord helped me with it. Verses 1 through 4 is a prayer for deliverance. Verses 5 through 8 is the Lord's goodness early in his life. Verses 9 through 18, he says, Lord, use me even in my older years. Verses 19 through 21 is, Lord, I know, I know that you're the one who can hear and answer prayers. Verses 22, 23, and 24 Lord, I will always praise you. Amen. Lord, I will always praise you. There's two thoughts as I was studying this evening. And I was looking through Psalm 71. This along with Psalm 70, 71, 72, 73. is some places in the book of Psalm that I've been hung up on now for three weeks, I guess, maybe even going on a month, especially in Psalm 71. And I will say to you, and I, I have preached this before, and I've said it several times from this pulpit, but it's been a little while now, but not too long ago, I had the privilege to get to go out 
and preach a revival Monday through Friday out in Spruce Pine. And I went there on Monday night, and it was, it was good. And I went back on Tuesday night, and it was a little bit better. And I went back on Wednesday night, and man, the Lord done some great things there. They was between 15 and 20 pastors come that night and brought their churches. And I went back Thursday, and it was good. Went back Friday night, and the power went out and preached in the dark. And there was a lot of people there that Friday night that God just done a work in their hearts and in their lives. And I give God all the praise and all the glory. But when I was there during that time, that week out in, out in uh, Mitchell County, I guess that is, I got to meet a whole lot of pastors for the first time. I met young pastors. I met middle-aged pastors. I met some older pastors. Uh, I know the man who is the moderator of the meeting, me and Brother David Williams, uh, met him and, uh, when uh, Brother Sexton was in Bristol, Tennessee in that big tent just here recently. We met that pastor there. And it was an amazing thing to me, and I've said it to the church, and I want to remind each of us here tonight. I've never seen a time where it seems, it appears to be, so many pastors are struggling. Uh, Brother David is in evangelism now, and he's going around. He's preaching North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. He's been, he's been traveling up and down the roads, up and down the roads, and me and him... Had a few minutes to talk just the other day, and, and I believe it's a fact, church, and I, I really do. I believe that pastors are getting tired. I believe they're getting weary. Brother Dwayne and Miss Amanda, he's been gone now for a month or more, preaching just about every Sunday morning, and they're back with us tonight. Me and him has talked about it just for a few minutes. It seems to me, church, that pastors are getting really tired. And I left that revival meeting with a burden on my heart for those pastors. And just about every day as the Lord leads me, I pray for those men and I send them a text message. Like I say, I just got a thought or two and I'm not going to try to add anything more to it. But I've been trying to, to, to send information and prayer and send them about our tent meeting and try to encourage different pastors and even some pastors in the Lester community. Some pastors, and that's unusual for me. I've never done that. Never have I done that as I've been your pastor for 22 years. I, I've just never, never has God dealt with me to do it the way that he has just here in the last couple of months. But little did I know, and one of our missionaries, Brother Logan, is with us tonight. And he would probably be able to testify this greater than I could. But little did I know that when I started... Huh, when I started, as the Lord led me to start getting involved in these men's lives, when I started praying for them, honestly praying for them every day, Brother Don, asking God, God, help this man and help this man and help this man. Little did I know that it was going to cause me to enter into a strong, strong spiritual attack from the enemy, man. And I mean, it was strong. And and for a couple of days, I talked to my wife about it, and I told her, I said, there's a lot of things that is going on in my mind. Just come out of a great season of God doing some, some big things, and then all of a sudden, I didn't say a whole lot about it to the church, but I did talk to my wife about it, and I said, I, said, I feel like that I am in such a battle. And I began to tell her some things that was going on in my mind and some things that was going on in my heart, because I wanted her to know. And she would sit and she listened to me. And I, I know one day she told me, she said, 
she said, I believe that the devil's just trying to mess with your mind and get your mind all messed up. Get you to start thinking things that you don't need to be thinking and get you to start focusing on some things that you do not need to be focusing on. And boy, I'm telling you, it was a battle there for a while. It become real. It become scary. And, 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 and it was all kinds of emotions began to creep up into my heart. And I'm not going to get into all the details about it, but it was serious. I mean, it got really serious. There was one day that I, I walked out in the front yard and I just, just walked around out there and prayed and asked the Lord to help me. I'd come back in the house and I'd try, try to read my Bible and I'd, I'd read a little bit, but there was so much roar going on in my head that I could hardly read. And, and I'd go to my prayer calls and I would sit in there and listen to me. I would sit in there and I would beg the Lord, Lord, please, Lord, please help me and calm me down and calm down my soul, calm down my spirit and, and touch my mind, Lord, and just help me to be able to relax for a few minutes. And finally... I went in my study one day and I said, Lord, please help me. Help me. I've been praying for these men and their struggles and now it feels like all of those struggles has landed on me. I mean, it was just like, boom, they landed on me. And I opened my Bible and I opened up to Psalm 71. And when I looked down at verse number one, it was like all of a sudden, like snapping your fingers, it broke. I mean, it just broke. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never, never be put to confusion. As I begin to look through this a little bit this evening, he says, Lord, I put my trust in thee. And he said, that means I confide in you, Lord. That means I have hope in you, Lord. That means I am confident in you, Lord. And that means I am secure in you, Lord. And let me remind you tonight and those who might be listening online, if there is something that you are dealing with in your life, we can put our trust in a lot of things, but the only one person that's going to be able to help us in a time when it seems that our minds and our lives are in a spiritual turmoil is we must put our trust in Him. you got to put your trust in Him. you got to confide in Him. You've got to. Listen, you can't just keep pushing that thing down. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. It might just be helping me, but you can't just keep pushing that thing down and, and you can't lose hope, amen? Asaph in Psalm 73, he lost hope, remember? He got to a place that he didn't even know what he was going to be able to do, how he was even going to be able to go on. And here in Psalm number 71, the psalmist is reminding us to have hope and, and put our confidence and, and be secure in him. And he goes on in verse 3 and he says, Thou art my rock, that is a stone. Thou art my fortress, that is my defense. And he is our strong place. We can't make it without him. We can't, church. We, We can't afford to take a day off with Jesus. 
You can't afford to take a day off with Jesus. We're getting to the place to where the world is getting darker. And I believe that it won't be long till Jesus is coming back to take his church home. And the closer we get to the end, which is the beginning for a child of God, we must get serious and bear down and spend time in God's word and spend time in prayer. We can't take no breaks. We've got to spend our time with the Lord. He is our rock. He is your rock. He is my fortress. It's personal. He's my defense. He's my strong place. Verse number seven, he says, Thou art my strong refuge. You're my, you're my shelter. You're my hope. And the Lord is my trust. That's who the Lord is tonight. So I don't know. I don't know who's dealing with what. I don't know what you've been battling with. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe there's no one in here been battling with anything. But the battles are real. And there's nothing more discouraging than dealing with confusion in your mind. I was written a letter from a pastor, and I would dare never, never would I repeat his name. I was written a letter from a pastor who said, I was resigning this week, my church, I'm done. I cannot do it any longer. He said, but the Lord has given me strength, and he's cleared my mind, and he's helped me. I got a text message on my phone as I was studying today. It's this long. And I read through the text message, and it was from another pastor who said, I've been in revival, and it was like a wilderness. And I come back home to my home church and tried to preach this morning, and it was even worse. And when I read that text, I thought to myself, I don't know if the Lord allowed me to spend several days in that season in my mind and in my heart of of hurt and confusion and, and distraction so that when I would receive a text message like this, I wouldn't just read through it and say, oh God, help them. But I would read through it and I could feel it, Brother Steve. When that, when that pastor sent me that text, I could feel it. I was like, Lord, Lord, please. Touch him and help him and strengthen him and do for him, God, only what you can do. Because no one else can help him but the Lord. Amen. Amen. This confusion in minds, man. There's, there's, there's husbands and wives that are confused. You with me? There's young people that are confused. There's pastors that are confused. There's church members that their minds, they they just can't figure it out. You just can't get it all worked out. And we know that God is not the author of confusion. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never, let me never be put to confusion. Oh, man. When I get into verses number 9 through 18, I get to verse number 9. He says, Cast me not off in time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. I begin to study this and I change gears just a little bit here to another thought here in Psalm 71. 
But in verse number 9, it's speaking of weakness, and it's speaking of when your strength is failing, and it speaks of when pretty much your hair begins to turn gray. In life, you see that now you're not as young as you once was. And it goes on in verse 18, it says, and I am old and gray-headed, O God. And it's, it's speaking of, of uh, his memory speaks of his youth in this chapter. It goes on and he speaks of his years in this chapter. And now in this chapter, he's speaking, the psalmist is speaking of the time in his life that he is now growing older. Can I say to our senior saints in this service tonight this Psalm 71 is also for you it's he's saying in verse 9 in weakness my strength has failed when you study that the eyes could begin to grow dim maybe there's some sickness maybe there's some danger maybe there's some trouble and he says in verse 18 the, the time of my youth is now past I mean I am no longer a young man you are no longer a young lady But he goes on and he says this. He said, even in these lighter years or later years in my life, he said, Lord, forsake me not. I I was going through that battle in my mind and, and dealing with so many different things that week and then I'm talking to this one pastor who is an older pastor. He's not, a, he's not an old man, but he's just an older pastor. He's been pastoring this church now for quite some time. And he is just so, he's so confused right now. Man, this guy's confused. He's battling. He don't know what to do. He don't know how to do it. He don't know where to go. And when I read this verse, it was like the Lord reminded me. You see people who's been saved, like here's my mother here on the front. She got saved not too long ago, and and she's getting up in years a little bit. And I see some other folks in this service tonight. You've been saved for a long time, and God's had his hand on you for years. And and you serve God down through the years. You've been faithful to the things of God. You've been faithful to the house of God. But let me remind you, senior saint, God is not finished with you. God has a work for you. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for everyone's lives or we wouldn't be here any longer. Amen. And when I began to study this, I I was so excited when I read this. I know it's funny. I, I go to a church and there's a bunch of preachers there and I go walking in like I'm the young preacher and I'm not the young preacher anymore. And I look around and these young guys, they're young guys. And I'm thinking, man, these guys are young. And I'm, the, I'm one of the oldest preachers in the service. And I look around and I say, wow, time is flying, man. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, oh God, forsake me not. Until I have showed thy strength unto this generation. And the power to every one. That is to come. I want to remind you, and I want to encourage you, senior. I want to encourage you. Show the Lord's strength everywhere you go. Let people see God's power in your life. Amen? I believe the Bible teaches us that the older is supposed to teach the younger. Amen? 
the older men ought to be teaching the younger men and the, and, and the older ladies ought to be teaching the younger ladies. There's nothing any greater to me than to go somewhere and sit down with one of the senior men in this church. It's encouraging to me. You guys and you ladies, you still have a very important role in this church. And I want to remind you of that. You still have a key role in this church. And I pray that this psalmist would remind you, you know what, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that God will allow me to be used just like he used me in my youth. I'm going to pray that God will use me and and let me show this generation that is coming up. Oh, yeah, they might call me Papa, they might call me Mamma, but more than anything, I want this generation to coming up to be able to see the power of God in our lives. Amen. The power of God in your life. I just want to encourage you tonight, senior. I do. I want to encourage you. I looked over and these men was over here working in this tent. Yeah, they was some young men over there. Man, they were strong. And they'd say, hey, we need some strong men. I'd be like, don't look at me. Oh, at one time, I'd have went busting over there, you know, not strong, but thinking I was. But I've learned since then. I ain't even no need to get in that line anymore. Amen. Just get after it, boys. Go get it. But I also looked over there in that field and I seen some white hair. I see some white hair in that field. And I see those men working. Golly. I seen those men working, man. They was working. Sweat was coming off of them. T-shirts was wet. I look, Brother David. They didn't know that stop, man. They was just, whoa, I don't know why I'm so emotional, but boy, it was good. Amen. Amen. God was moving and God was working and I could feel the presence of the Lord. And I looked around, they was tractors working, they was skid steers working, they was people putting up poles, tying rope, throwing chips, working. Man, I'm talking, getting after it. And I was like, Lord, thank you so much. That pastor from Jackson County, he walked up to me and he said, I see something going on at Pleasant Hill. I said, what do you see? He said, I see an excitement among these men. He said, I see some stirring among your church family. He said, I see the presence of God working over here, Pastor Keith. He said, God's wanting to do something over here. God's wanting to do something over here. And I want to encourage you. Just pray and ask God to use you just like he used to use you. And pray and ask God to give you strength. And pray and ask the Lord to let your light shine for Jesus. Amen. Amen. You're not done yet. God's got a great work for all of us. The great work for all of us. Miss Joanne, I ain't heard you woo in a while. You can't stop shouting for Jesus. These gun girls need to hear how that works. Amen. Amen. God's doing great things. God's working in great ways. God's been good to us. I walked up there. We're supposed to be here at eight. I walked up there about five minutes till, and Ronnie over here said, Preacher, where you been? <laughs> he laughed. He's cutting up with me. Where you been? Bruce come rolling in. 
I know there's some car shows that day. I know there's a million other things y'all could have been doing. God's good, ain't he? I feel like the Lord wanted me to share my burden tonight, but I also feel like the Lord wanted me to encourage you tonight. To encourage you. You keep doing what you're doing. If you're a senior saint, let's read 18 together again. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. In closing tonight, I feel that's all that the Lord laid on my heart for this evening's service.